Hello, and welcome to Somos Mas, your source for New Mexico United news, notes, and New Mexico runners, and babies, and San Antonio FC apparently tonight, and uh, a small 13-minute delay. Um, I am not your normal host, but I am Jacob Terrell. Seth has been battling laryngitis for a couple weeks now, apparently, so he's going to miss out tonight. Maybe he'll pop in the chat. But that doesn't mean we won't have a full house. We've got uh, everybody's favorite knucklehead down there on the bottom, Arl Nieto, <clears throat> and then everybody's favorite uh, San Antonio FC fan, uh, Harry. Uh, guys, how you doing tonight? I got the hard job of filling in for Seth. Uh, at one time, I was a Braves fan, so we still uh, get that into the show uh, as a Braves fan. Um, but uh, the Broncos season is over. Um, I think I saw this is what eight straight years of no playoffs. So it's a sad day to be a Broncos fan. Man, it's it's been a sad, sad few years to be a Broncos fan. Earl, how are you? So I'm I'm a little confused right now because um, Harry said that he has the the terrible job of filling in for Seth. Um, I think you're the only one crying at this point. Yeah, I mean it's. It's a. I don't think it's a difficult job to replace Seth. Sometimes, um, it, like I'm doing the hosting part or trying to, anyways. So you don't have to worry about that. So really, you just gotta uh, be a Braves fan. Um, just sit there. Yeah, and and uh, ask. I, I actually, I don't. I, why are you here, Harry? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, all you why is Seth ask here? Question. Like, that, that's it. All right, guys. Uh, I have I have a, a small burning question for you. I, if I could, oh, actually, that mic's not on, so she can touch the mic all she wants. Um, this is baby Maggie. For those of you that don't remember that I had a baby back in May, uh, I forget sometimes. Um, she's getting huge. Uh, getting into everything. Remember? Yeah. Um, yeah. Say hi. Can you say hi? No. You're just gonna stare at me. Okay. Cool. Good talk. Um, so the burning question, guys, do you have any New Year's resolutions? The same one that I have every year to try to lose weight and quit soda. And um, I was successful one year and then, uh, you know, I fell off the wagon and then, you know, it's been a few years. So uh, for me, it's it's that. Uh, but my son is uh, more motivational this 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 year because uh, he's 16 and. Of course, uh, going to the gym, and now all of a sudden he's got to watch his weight and his calories and blah blah blah. So that means everybody else has to. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wish you luck on that. It's giving up anything is hard. I don't care what it is. If you're used to having it, it's it, habits are hard to break. Yeah. So. What about you, Earl? Yeah, you like, not, like not showing up. My New Year's resolution started kind of last year, where I decided I wasn't going to show up as often. And then someone decided to go shave his beard and become an adult. So I had to show up like 85 weeks in a row. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say your are. New Year's. I thought you were going to say your New Year's resolution is to get bad haircuts because you're off to a rip roaring oh, yeah, start on that. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just impressed uh, that you did what a year and a half in a row, which um, I think we'd have to check the tape. I'm not sure if, if you. I wasn't gone a year and a half. He said it 85 like weeks. 
<laughs> well, that's what he said. He can't so count. Anyways, so my New Year's resolution this year is to actually make a resolution because I don't know what the hell I want to do now. Um, yeah. What about you, Jacob? Oh, I, I don't really have one. Um, I I do need to like I was in the academy. At the academy, we worked out every day. Uh, then I got out of the academy and uh, stopped that promptly. And I can feel it in my bones that that's not good. Like my back hurts worse now for some reason. Um, my uh, my hips hurt. Oh, bye, baby. Mom came to pick her up. Um, so bye, Maggie. So to do stuff like her, to to just be. The problem is, is I enjoy working out and doing that kind of stuff. I just don't enjoy getting up early enough to do it in the time frame that I have, because as you know, uh, four kids and a full-time job, as well as stuff at the church and stuff in the community and all this jazz, just don't have a lot of time for stuff. So trying to squeeze it in in the morning when I do have time means I have to get up early and I'm not great at that. So uh, mainly sleep habits get better. And then if my sleep habits get better, I'll have a little more energy. So that's what we're working on right now. Um, so I was, I, I was actually wrong. And I need to apologize. I kind of lied. Okay. Um, I do have a news resolution. Misremembered, sir. Misremembered. I misremembered. I misremembered. Um, my news resolution is I'm trying to be just like, well, I guess he's over here now. Just like this guy. Oh, that's good. That's a good resolution. Uh, so, so as many of you guys know, back in <laughs> December 2022, Jacob was called out. I can we can roll the tape back as one of those episodes, um, where a certain someone told Jacob that he needed to buy a bus, making reference to all his kids. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, we're doing I, this now, huh? We're doing this now. Okay, cool. Just, so I have decided to join the bus bandwagon. And um, two does not make it a bus. This is very true. Um, so as many of you know, I already have one that was pre-made for me and given to me. So I was graciously granted the opportunity to get all my sleep. Um, <laughs> however, in about eight months or so, we don't know for sure yet, um, I will be losing more sleep. Yay. Congrats. Congratulations, buddy. You guys excited? So, Look who's yeah, being an adult now. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> and and if you haven't noticed, um, Harry, I'm surprised you haven't noticed because you're the one who called me out on it the most. I am not um, sitting on, on the, the floor. floor. On the floor. Yeah, good job. Well, I actually went through a midlife crisis one week and decided, why the hell not? I love that uh, me and Harry both had the same thought without actually seeing each other's thought that you – we're recording while laying on the floor. That was, that was a good time. Yeah. So uh, that week, I decided to go through a midlife crisis, and we found out we were pregnant. Um, we moved into our new house. I interviewed for a new job, and Jacob, as you know by now, I got the new job. Yeah, we're gonna um, talk about that off air. Thank you for the roaring reference, by the way. You're um, and then we found out that our water heater <laughs> was broken. Uh, adulting. Yeah, adulting. But 
yeah, other than that, it's been it's been great, and just wanted to break some news for the new year. I think that's well, the end of the show, dude. It's a new announcing signing. A new, announcing a new addition to the family. I, think, I don't think you can top that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we might as well just we'll just Shut we'll just call down. it a night, guys. Thanks for thanks for thanks, popping Sonny. in. Um, somos amigos, and we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, we do have <clears throat> we do have some news and notes to get to. Um, We'll start it off with uh, some New Mexico United news. I don't have my phone. Well, I have my phone. I'm currently looking at it, uh, using it for the podcast. So if you see my hand up here by the camera or anything like that, um, just ignore it. I am currently working on the list of things that we just talked about, because otherwise I will forget because I'm a very forgetful person. So let's start with two new additions. Um, that are returning in two two big pretty big names um i'm sure earl is excited about one less than excited about the other uh but we've got alex tambakas coming back returning in goal for us and then the one and only chris weehan aka bees coming back for what is essentially his sixth year but he missed half a year because he wanted to go to orange county Basically, he's been here since the beginning. Um, Earl, how do you feel about both of those? And then uh, Harry, after Earl goes, if you want to weigh in on him, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, sure. So I know you said that I'd be upset about one or less. I didn't say upset. I just said less than excited. Less than excited about one and then excited about the other. I'm actually excited about both of them. I just say both. Coach Steve in the chat. Hold, oh, sorry, just saw that. Andres is also in the chat. Um. So yeah. So those two right there. I mean, hold on, Seth. Hold on, Earl. Um. Since I'm acting as Seth, oh, how, okay. did you, uh, how did you? Uh, how did your fantasy football league go? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> 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 Seth coming in in the uh, chat as well. Also, Alex said congratulations. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, fellow Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan as well, uh, making the playoffs again. Um, Andres said congratulations and big things happening. And then uh, Seth uh, is asking who won it, Earl? Who won the fantasy football league? Um, you see, I would say who won it if he would actually fucking show up for the first show of the year. Fair enough. So I'm assuming Seth won it. Congratulations, Seth. Uh, I don't know who you beat, but um, you, beat, you, you, beat, you beat at least Earl. Oh, no. you beat Marlena? Nice. C- continue <laughs> on, oh, Earl. Uh, sorry about to inter- interrupt you on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sorry, okay, but, uh, it's okay, Seth. Okay. We had and bees. Earl, go. <laughs> we had and bees. Those are two same people, but cool. Um, oh, good. sorry. We had and tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> I'm excited about both of them. Um, Bees is a very important part to the team, um, and we kind of and we saw the way it went whenever he went down. We couldn't find a replacement for a while. Um, so Bees coming back, especially not knowing what his status was. I know last year he broke his kneecap. Thanks, David, for breaking that in the news in the on the show for us. Um, so we didn't really know what was going on. We knew he was on a contract year. We knew it was 
very questionable for him to even return to soccer in general. Um, to see him back is great. Um, I'm excited to see what he actually does. And then the Tambakis news. I mean, I this one's going to actually taste disgusting coming out. <laughs> but it's hard to find someone better than him without looking at next level. Uh-huh. I mean, we had to go borrow someone from MLS in order to keep our season afloat. So that shows the quality of keeper that he is. Um, so I'm hoping that my shitty haircut resembles his, and I guess we do good <laughs> enough. Just kidding. I will say that uh, I love Alex, but I think Andrew Thomas was better than him last 100%. year. Um, 100%. So I would have liked to bring him back, but I love Alex. He's been here for now. This will be his fifth season. Um, He's, I, I think, Seth just asked, given the health of both keepers, Thomas or Tim Buckets, I think we just kind of answered that. Uh, definitely, <clears throat> definitely think Thomas um, was a better, I guess he was a better keeper. I, don't, I can't judge keepers. I just know when he was out there, uh, he seemed to control the whole field a little bit better than Alex did and and made some massive saves. Of course, Alex has made massive saves for us too, but... Um, I, th- I think I would have chosen Thomas over Tim Bacchus. but hey, a cat. Um, but uh, Tim Bacchus is definitely a higher tier starter in this league, and, and I'm excited to have him back. But uh, I think one thing to kind of caution just because Alex is back doesn't mean he's the starter because you guys have only got one goalkeeper right now. And we are, you know, with the MLS season starting, and this is something that, you know, fans here in San Antonio are, are waiting on, MLS loans. You already had that last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's already there's already rumors of Austin FC loaning out their starting goalkeeper from their uh, uh, Austin FC 2 team, uh, Paz, who has very high potentials. Rumor is he's going to a USL team. We don't know where. Um, so just because he's back, just like we have Jordan Farr that's back, doesn't necessarily mean that they will be the starter. Um, just you know, right now, you guys have only got one goalkeeper um, on the roster, if my memory is correct, and, and looking mm-hmm. at the, the tactics here. So, um, yeah, no, as far as, as, far as Chris, Chris Weehan, uh, Mr. Handball, to, as he's known here in San Antonio. Uh, I mean, you have thoughts on this. But much respect to him. And like I said, I think just the veteran leadership that he brings in, especially in the midfield, is huge. Um, my question to you guys is, uh, obviously, he brings in that veteran leadership. I think he was only in uh, looking at his stats six, seven games last year. Um, do you see him more coming off the bench this year and providing that that leadership there, or are you anticipating him to be a starter? I, th- I think that's going to depend on, on, one, his health, assuming he's coming back healthy and, <clears throat> and fully fit after breaking the kneecap last year. And then two, what the rest of the roster shapes up to be. I think if you're looking at the roster right now, uh, I think a midfield of Ham, Rivas, and Nicky Hernandez as the starters um, is kind of what I would lean towards. I don't know much about um, Marco Mireleta. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, One of the new signings from, oh, where did he come from? Columbus Crew, too. 
I've heard good things. I liked what I saw uh, as far as the highlights that I've seen of him. But because I haven't seen him play a full match or really anything like that, I'm going to stick with Weehan, Nikki, and, and Rebus. And maybe Marco can come in and um, and outperform them or push them all to be better. I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, though, if, if Weehan's healthy with his quality, I expect him to start. Even if Marco comes in and is, is lights out, I think it'd be one of the other two that end up uh, moving to the bench. But <clears throat> he's also in year five or, or six or seven now, I think, uh, as far as his career as a whole. And um, had had some injuries last year, obviously, and uh, the year before he battled some too. So if he can stay healthy and he comes in fully fit, I expect him to at least compete for that starting job. What about you, Earl? Anything? No? Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, if he can stay healthy and he's healthy week one, I think he starts. Um, <laughs> I did write down my projected starting lineup. Um, oh, I, I want to hear this. It's way too early to call. Oh, I still um, want to hear it. But that, that comes in here in, in a few minutes. Okay. Um, we'll go over the new signings and we can touch on that. See, I actually, I actually did my homework, and I have yeah, notes I, here. And that's good. I also gave you things to do homework on today, so I think, I think we're off to a rip roaring start to twenty twenty four. Yeah, we're actually kind of organized. <laughs> Except for we were fifteen um, minutes late, and I don't have a charging cable for my laptop, so super you, organized. You, <laughs> yeah, me, were fifteen me. minutes late. That's Seth's, <laughs> that's that's Seth's fault. Let's let's just put it on Seth. Fair enough. We'll blame that on, on Seth and laryngitis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I was saying, though, I <clears> think <throat> that Bees starts if he's healthy week one. And if he can continue to produce and stay healthy, then yeah, I think he stays a starter. I don't see him playing the full 90 minutes. I see him coming off on a sub, but for sure getting a decent amount of the minutes throughout the season. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that brings us to two new signings that have been announced since the last time. I can't remember if if um, and actually, you know what? I'm back up. I'm going to go to the two departures um, that have happened since the last time we talked. I don't, actually, I think Santi might have been before the last time we had a pod. Um, he, he was announced as a returner uh, with the first wave of returning players, and then since then he has. <coughs> Something happened. We don't really know what, um, but he is no longer with the team. He's a free agent. He was actually on uh, Nicholas Murray's free agent list, uh, 11 free agents uh, that was put out either today or yesterday. I can't remember. Um, so he's no longer with the club. And then just hours before uh, we started recording here, news that a fan favorite, one of my favorites, um, <clears throat> I think one of almost everybody's favorites, Austin Yearwood will not be returning. Um, I had a thank you post from United, and then of course he put out a thank you post to uh, to the fans and and the state and everything. And so two two big losses. Harry, uh, did you how, how you feel about those? Are they are they guys that you hope San Antonio would make a run at? Are you kind of indifferent on them? Um, are San Antonio going to sign anybody this year, or are you just going <laughs> to 
Are you, you guys are pulling like the Vegas thing where you're just like mum until two weeks before the season starts, and then you'll have like a whole roster of MLS loanees apparently. Yeah, or RGV since uh, they uh, decided <coughs> to uh, to go on vacation. Fair. Rest um, in peace. I think Austin Yearwood would probably be the one that uh, would interest me the most as a center back because I think he still provided what, he had what almost 1700 minutes last year uh for new mexico um and i think he had i think he was pivotal in a couple of goals right if, if memory served me right um but for santi's the one that kind of confuses me because he he had he played great the first time went to phoenix in my opinion was disappointing came back and whether it's lost a step or Whatever you whatever you want to call it, he just hasn't been that that same player. So uh, to me, it's it's <laughs> it's it, it'll be interesting where he lands um, in San Antonio. I don't personally think he would be a fit. If I had to pick one of the two, it would definitely be Austin Yearwood. But um, Santi being announced coming back, and then what a month later, right? I think it was uh, pretty yeah, close about- to that. That uh, they reached a mutual decision to, uh, you know, go different directions mm-hmm. makes me wonder where he's going to land up. Because typically, if w- when they announce those mutual decisions, it's kind of like Zico Bailey, uh, San Antonio let him go, and then you know a couple weeks later he ends up, or it may, may have, you know, may have, may have been uh, a little bit less than that. <coughs> uh, he landed in in New Mexico <coughs> for that here, so. Um, to me, you know, Seth, uh, you know, Seth brought it up that he wasn't able to create space for himself and his lack of conversion was bad. That's, 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 that's part of it. And, and I think that's why you're seeing some of the new additions coming in uh, for that here is to, because uh, you guys put shots up, you guys just couldn't finish. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to him. Like you said, he, I mean, he goes to Santa or to Phoenix and has an MVP caliber season in his first year there. And then second year there falls off the cliff. His year here last year, I don't even know what you would classify that as. It was, um, I guess he fell off the cliff in, in Phoenix and then the rocks landed on him here. He I don't know. He didn't do anything. Yeah, it was rough. It was weird. Um, so the fact that he made that Nicholas Murray list kind of surprises me. I don't know if I'd have him on the list right now. I think the, we know that the talent is there or has been in the past at least, but um, whether he can recapture that is yet to be seen. So uh, it, it, I hate losing him. I mean, uh, to see him leave twice is is pretty rough. Um, but I, I hope he finds a landing spot that he can actually produce. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe he ends up in League One and and finds his his form again, and then can come back up. He's He's still pretty young. Him and Bees, I think, came into the league the same year. Um, so there's a chance, but he he definitely needs to find somewhere where he can can shine and, and the pressure's off of him and, and he can figure out what was going on the last couple, I don't know, couple, two, two, two and a half years. Um, Alex in the chat says it hurt less the second time Santi left, which is true. He it did, did hurt, but not nearly as much as uh, when he left for 
um, Phoenix for sure. Uh, and not, it, I mean, not nearly as much as Amondo leaving for El Paso this year. So, but did it really hurt though? Because he didn't have productive year. You figure the salary that that he was commanding was yeah. probably a pretty decent salary. So if you're able to get out from under that, um, depending from, on from a business perspective, it really didn't hurt. Just from a personal Damn. dealing with him and 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 having talked to him a few times that first year he was here especially and then uh knowing that he came back because he really liked to hear he likes the fans and everything like that um for him to leave again just like personally kind of hurt because i wanted him to come back here and succeed but from a business perspective yeah he was making way too much money i think for um for the production for i mean he was probably making too much money anyways let alone for the production that he was giving the last two years of that contract. So <clears throat> from a salary perspective and from a, a roster construction perspective, it doesn't, doesn't hurt hardly at all, but I, I just wanted him to come and succeed and having him leave here without succeeding hurts. <clears throat> but, um, son, hold on. Okay. You good? Um, but we did sign, uh, a couple new players to kind of mitigate some of the losses that we've had. I still think we're a little short in the back line here. Uh, the first one of which was, hold on, let me get to my thing. This not having phone and computer is kind of annoying. Uh, the first one announced was. I'm probably going to butcher this name, which really pisses me off. Um, but Mkwele Akale from South Georgia Tormenta, who's coming in, played, uh, listed him as a forward. He's we've also seen him kind of out on the wing. Uh, had some had some great highlights that we saw uh, in League One, uh, in USL League One last year. He was their Player of the Year for for South Georgia Tormenta, and. Uh, these USL League One guys. I mean, we've we've now brought on two from USL League One, and then one from uh, MLS Next Pro. Blah blah blah. Um, and so, I don't know if that's sarcasm from Seth or legit saying good job. But uh, um, he said good job, so I'll, I'll go with it. Um, do what do you guys know about that guy uh, about Akale and uh, how do you guys feel about that? Do you have Thank any you, Carol, or no? Sorry, press the wrong button. Um, I like the signing, especially after Amando left. Um, I'm hoping he could fill the Mondo hole that was there. Um, especially with Mondo finishing the majority of the season on that side, on that wing side, um, I think I think he comes in and he can make a impact where Mondo left off. Um, and when I said wing side, I mistaked him for the other side of that, that Seth 2.0 that I was going to talk about. Um, so yeah, I like Akali, I guess how you say his name. Um, I like him 
I think he has some speed and some potential in the lineup. Um, so I I hope he's not a bust. I hope he's not the other forward signings that we've had that have shot the bed and try to sell it. So for him, looking at his stats here, just just for people here, um, with uh, South Georgia uh, Tormenta <clears throat> last year, he had eleven goals, five assists, uh, played uh, almost you know twenty four uh, two thousand four hundred fifty uh, minutes there approximately. So his output was good. Um, he was at you know his shooting uh, shots and shots on target was about forty eight percent. So he's one that, you know, if he does take a shot, it's going to, generally speaking, put it on frame. Uh, you know, he won about 48.8 of his duels, um, had 46 interceptions. Um, so to me, 41% across us. So if you're expecting him to cross it in, maybe not. Uh, maybe you want somebody a little bit different. But I think the potential that he has um, is going to be there. Uh from my understanding in, in, in speaking with some of the league one guys, he is one of the up and coming stars, uh, you know, for that here, he's only, well, he's 26 now, uh, for that here, but he mainly plays, you know, on the right-hand side, whether it's midfield, um, but can play uh, in the attacking positions. Um, he has played a little, <coughs> excuse me, a little bit on the left-hand hand side, looking just at, at his kind of map, but mainly he's going to be a right-handed side. Um, I think he's going to be, you know, the, the right attacking wing. And then the other player that you guys brought in, uh, Deion Harris, uh, who I think came from Tampa, if memory serves me right. I think he's going to be playing more uh, behind him on that right-hand side, uh, depending on how uh, on how uh, uh, coach, you know, puts out the lineup. But to me, I definitely think out of the two additions, even though they're both listed as attacking mids, I think he's the one that's definitely more uh, – Definitely more going to be the Ford, and uh, hopefully, as a New Mexico fan, um, if you are uh, putting the, putting the ball, uh, in, you know, in the net as a San Antonio fan, hopefully not at least against us. So. I like how Seth is still trying to run the show from the comment section. I appreciate you, Seth. Yeah, so you touched on the other signing that we made. It was actually a transfer from Tampa Bay, uh, Deion Harris. Um, Dayon, sorry. Uh, he he his stats don't like jump off the page uh, when you look at what he's done in Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay has been a top notch team in USL the whole time he's been there, and he's getting minutes for them. It's not like he's uh, a backup player for them. So he he's doing something right over there. He does a lot of the things that don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but at the same time, he also is able to come in and create score. Uh, throw in some crosses. I like both of these signings. Uh, I think they're they're much needed. It's a much needed shakeup to the attack. I think you have to look at it like this: that you know, Quill came in halfway through last season. We saw him do some roster work, but this is going to be this is his first off season where he's able to get his hands in there, along with Itamar, um, who's the <laughs> the technical director, and come in there and and make signings that fit what he wants to do. So because he went out and has gotten these four players uh, in the form of Marco um, Flanagan, Akale and, and Harris here, I think all four of them show enough on paper and in their highlights to excite me. 
And because they're coming in during this offseason with Quill trying to build on what he's trying to implement, um, I think that that means to me that there are people that he wanted to work with and he's had his eye on as long as well as Itamar. And so I think that with the offense struggling really since year one, uh, if we're being fully honest, aside from when COVID year, we did fairly well offensively, but the last two years especially have been, been pretty rough. So to see some offensive talent come in that Quill himself is probably at least having a hand in, uh, excites me to see what this offense can do. You know, it, <clears throat> the roster still isn't anywhere near finished. You know, we've got, probably seven or eight roster spots depending on how quill wants how big quill wants to keep this roster um you know we've been with with prince and the saying we've seen a, a smaller roster you know 21 22 players uh plus a couple of academy guys so if if that's the number we're shooting for then we still have like six seven spots left um but if he wants to go a little bit bigger then we we can expect even more signings I expect them to start flooding in pretty rapidly over the next couple weeks to a month before the preseason starts. So I'm excited for both of those losing Austin. Um, the still of the uncertainty about Suggs, the, the back line definitely needs uh, addressed. And I expect those signings to come shortly. Um, is Earl using wrapping paper as a tablecloth? Probably I wouldn't doubt it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he can hear us right now. So, hey, asshole, that's say. Christmas. That's a Christmas tablecloth made we're out past, of We're at, we're we're off, we're past Christmas, but Seth brings up a good point. And like where Kelly played uh, in Tormenta was on the right-handed side, but according to Seth, he's a left-footed left winger, which means he's he's uh, Santi's replacement. So he's going to be playing on yeah, that but, side. So he's not going to be playing. If he's Santi's replacement, he's just gonna sit the bench because that's what well, Santi did. <laughs> well, you know, but you're playing in no, that, I know in that position. Uh, I know it's true. You know, and Santi had a conversion. You know, shots on target of about 33 <laughs> percent last year compared to I think almost 50 percent uh, for hmm. uh, for uh, a Kelly. So yeah, to me, uh, like I said here, you'd hope it's an improvement. Now it is a step up in competition between League One and Championship question is is how much it is and then you know he is 26 so it's not like he's a real young guy he should be hitting right. his prime at this point so i think a, a, as a united fan um you gotta like the possibility of him on the left on the left hand side and then that would put harris or you know depending on how the roster fills out uh, on, on the other side um mm -hmm. one question that i have and, and like i said here we got to see how healthy he is uh but nava where do you see nava playing uh, you know, up, you know, with with the uh, new attacking players uh, coming in. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, assuming health, and he comes back and is is the old Nava, which is I think assuming quite a bit. Uh, we saw Amando come back after about a year of basically the same injury, and didn't quite look himself. Took him another year or so to get to recover. Yeah to get like back into the swing and actually look like a Mondo of old. So, uh, but Nava is young. He's tough. Um, I think he can come in and, and basically be where he was. And if that's the case, then he'll be, he'll be in that mix with, with, uh, Nikki and Weehan 
and Marco uh, as an attacking mid type player. And then you can also throw him out on mainly we saw him on the left side. Uh, so that would be where Akale is playing, but he can be even deeper than, than that and create from a little bit farther back. So that, the one thing about Nava that I really liked is he, he's pretty versatile. You can't necessarily put him at center back uh, or even fullback. Just his size <laughs> just doesn't hold up back there, obviously. No, but no, no. anywhere anywhere in the attacking half of the pitch, you can pretty much plug him in and, and let him go to work. Maybe not a number nine, although we would have said that about Brucey until last year. Then we put him in a number nine, and all of a sudden he was uh, incredible out there for for a few games. So he can he can pretty much go anywhere. I expect him to be more in the midfield in the you know depending on what we see if we see a, a, a midfield three then you know him nikki and Weehan, uh but then you kind of lack defense there so it, it's hard to say i think rivas is probably going to be uh a center mid like a true center mid like portillo was more or less and then you got nikki and and Weehan and nava who can all kind of go play in the midfield, but be a, of a more attacking mindset. Anything, Earl? Is Earl even there? Earl's eating his cereal. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so just a, oh, okay. So just a real quick roster update. You know, we, we currently have 17 players signed. We've got Nava, Bruce, uh, the aforementioned Zico Bailey. We have a Cobo Reyes coming back. Arturo Storga coming back, uh, Nikki Hernandez, who I've talked about. Our only two true center backs right now are Seymour and Ryden, both coming back. Harry's coming back. Uh, Harry Schwartz, that is. Greg Hurst up top. Um, mentioned Ryden. We got Rivas coming back. And then the ones that we've talked about today with Timbakis and Weehan. And then the four new signings from elsewhere Marco Micheletta, uh, Flanagan. Akali and Harris. So the roster, it's still still definitely a work in progress. We still need some help on the back line. Our attacking the attacking side of the roster is looking pretty good, but not quite finished yet, I don't believe. And so we're getting there. We need it's to starting. see uh, need to see head coaches Earl's uh lineup as of uh January 9th at this time. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Pending future uh, moves, but uh, what is what does head coach Earl have going on at this point? Sorry, I got brain freeze. <laughs> you have to have a brain to get brain freeze, Earl. Anyways, um, <laughs> this guy's an ass. You missed um, me with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. Anyways, I have Akale and Hurst as the top two that are attacking forwards, I guess. Okay. Um, I know Seth says that Akali plays left wing, um, but last time I checked, Seth isn't here, and he's in the chat. <laughs> um, the left side, that's what questions me the most, um, only because of the Santi departure and not really knowing where Nava's standing. So with that, I have Nava and Micheletto 
um, there with Akali playing that as well. And then the midfield with them, with that one, being Nicky Hernandez and Bees, and then Harris on the right. Um, I have Seymour taking what's-his-face's position. Um, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah. And then I have Flanagan, Ryden, and Bailey on my back line. Just because I don't know about Suggs. If Suggs is back, I believe Suggs takes the spot. Uh, but if Suggs is not back, then I think it's Flanagan taking it. I don't hate it. Um, which is a glowing review, I think, uh, at this point. Um, so it's like a 3 1 4 2? Yeah, 3 1 4 2. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think. I think I'd, I'd probably have a four at the back with Ryden and Seymour back there. And then your two same uh, fullbacks. And then... See, I thought about Seymour being on the back, but just the way I saw him play last year when he was on the back line, that's when we gave up our most goals was he was playing that right back. Yeah, but that was also when Ryden wasn't there. So I think the two of them have worked well together in the past. I do like Seymour in the midfield. He's he's been a good midfielder in the past for us, um, but I, I think I do. Looking at the current roster, I'd have fourth back with just Seymour falling back a little bit more, and then a, a three man midfield of probably Rebus, Nikki, and Weehan, and then three at the top with Hurst, Akali, and Harris, or Akali and Bruce, or Micheletta instead of Hernandez. I don't know. There's there's a few different ways I could go, but with what I know of the players that we have, I think uh, think I'd go a, a four three three with Weehan, Hernandez, and Rivas, and then at the top Harris or uh, Harris Sakale and and Hurst up top. But like I said, we're still not quite done with the roster. I'm sure we still have moves to make. There's only um 17 people on the active roster uh that i i might be missing somebody sorry i had a dog dying over there apparently uh <laughs> one thing i will tell you if you have four kids and two dogs and a cat you might not want to get a puppy for christmas might not be the best idea it's not the worst idea but it might not be the best idea so the other dogs love him the kids love him. I love him. It's just a lot. So, um, yeah, we're still not done with the roster. We'll still have uh, plenty of moves to make. Harry, we kind of talked about uh, talk about it before we started got on, but there's there's really just nothing going on in San Antonio right now, is there? No, not yet. Um, for San Antonio, uh, they got the U.S. Men's National Team uh, match coming up. The 20th, so next Saturday, 2 p.m., Toyota Field mm-hmm. against Slovenia. <clears throat> so it's sold out. will be a lot of fun. Are um, you going or no? Oh, yeah. I'm taking both, oh, Anna and, both Anna and AJ. I wish yeah. I was smart enough to buy more tickets at, at the pre-sale value and then sell them on the uh, the open <laughs> market because uh would made some bank. But uh, uh, for me, it was, hey, let's just get you know tickets, take the family. Yeah. Uh, be able to go so 
um, excited for that. Yeah, but for San Antonio, uh, I think we're at 11 uh, with uh, Connor Maloney retiring. Um, just, I think for San Antonio, they're, you know, it's, it's, you know, they're getting there, you know, they're going to put a team together. You know, there's going to be uh, fringe MLS players. And with MLS starting camp uh, like, uh, next week, um, I think we'll start to see a little bit more movement. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but uh, one thing that I did want to comment on just kind of overall um, in what, We've been friends for what three, four years now uh, for that year, and I know it's preseason, but for for one of the few times, you know, especially on the attacking side, you guys have options, which I don't think previous years you guys have really been able to say that. You guys have always thought um, been a little bit thin up top, and Mm -hmm. I know there's probably you figure they'll probably still add maybe one or two more more on on the on the attacking side. So, you know. Hopefully New Mexico has good health and, you know, like I said here, the where you do have those options where you can plug and play. And if somebody gets hot or somebody gets cold or, you know, or needs time off, you have that flexibility because yeah. there has been times where you're like, you know, looking down and, hey, Earl, can you suit up? You know, it's yeah. been that, that, that thin type uh, for New Mexico. So, uh, yeah, know, I'm, I'm worried right now. That, I'm worried that the back line is going to end up looking like that <laughs> this year, which isn't good. But yeah, and and that's thin. I mean, it goes to that roster construction of only having you know, twenty one, twenty two, you know, quality players, and then if you if you get two or three players injured at a time, which it seems inevitable uh, with this this grueling of a sport, then you're gonna be left playing, you know, a kid for lack of a better term at at center back for a couple matches. Like we had we had Kyle Colonna, who I thought stepped in admirably, but um, is definitely not a top tier USL center back. Um, and so when you have dreams and the hopes of, you know, making it to the playoffs and making a deep run, you need a little more depth back there and, and up top, you know, we, we brought in a bunch of players mid season last year to try to ramp up the attack. And then sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. So yeah, I agree. Uh, the attacking options that we're bringing in, having that ability to plug and play different ways and, and different people up top is definitely um, a positive, especially this early in the, in the off season. So uh, I'm excited for that. We'll, we'll see what's going on. Are there any moves around the USL in general that you guys have seen that move the needle for you? Yes. So uh, being in the role of Seth, we have to talk about the um, roles of coaches moving uh, both yeah. Tulsa who is in the West <clears throat> For those that mm-hmm. don't know, Tulsa was moved to the West as well as Memphis 901. And the defending champions, Phoenix Rising, had their coach uh, plucked away by MLS teams. Now there were transfers, so they did get compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rising starts camp next week. Um, I think you know, we're, what, for most clubs, probably a week to two weeks away uh, from breaking, uh, breaking camp. Um, I know... Uh, Indy 11 just hired their coach either. I think it was yesterday, uh, an intern yeah. from Minnesota United that, you know, so it'll be interesting to see uh, Tampa, what, what, or not Tampa, but what Tulsa does and what Phoenix Rising does. Cause uh, Phoenix Rising obviously is gearing up with some top talent coming back, defending champs. Um, I know they struggled during the year. Uh, so to me, it, it's, 
it's an interesting thing here. And then obviously Troy, and you guys can speak more about Troy than I can. Um, him leaving New Mexico, taking on the role of an assistant with uh, New York Red Bulls. Red Bulls, um, yeah. And getting the it was interim interim uh, last year when when their coach was fired, Ooh. and then uh, I believe he went to uh, DC United. If memory, according to Seth here, he went to DC United. So yeah, um, that was just announced this week as well. He, I'm assuming he's going to take Zach with him there. Um, I'm I'm super excited for Troy. I think. Uh, he kind of got done dirty by the Red Bull. I think Red Bulls, they were, I think they were planning on making him uh, a coach in the future, but then they kind of sped that process up by firing. Um, oh, crap. Can't remember who they fired. Uh, but they fired their head coach halfway through the year, promoted Troy. I thought Troy did a great job. He made great job. Yeah. the playoffs. Um, and then for whatever reason, they let him go. I, I thought they would at least consider bringing him back. So now he moves over to DC United. DC United was not in a good place last year. Uh, so he's going to be able to go in there and try to build something from the ground up basically. And as long as DC United give him that opportunity and don't rush the timeline uh, that they want to try to go by, then I think he could be very successful there. Um, and then to see um, Juan and, and Gavin from uh, Phoenix and Tulsa respectively going on to take, MLS assistant jobs like Zach did in the middle of the year last year. Um, I'm kind of, you know, back and forth on it. I think it's, it's a good move as far as uh, if something can happen like Troy, where you go, they go in, they get that experience, they can move up. Um, but like when, like when it comes to Juan from Phoenix, like they just won the championship. It was only going to, this was only going to be his second year there. Um, second full season there anyways. Had some returning pieces. They've been shaping the roster to fit what he wants to do. Uh, and so for him to leave this late doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me from his perspective when you had had a chance to come in and, and go for a repeat and, and maybe put together a better regular season than you had last year and show that you really are, you know, the Rick Shans Phoenix teams uh, from the last couple of years. You're better than that. And instead, he goes to be second fiddle uh, there in Houston. But Houston is an up-and-coming team in the MLS. They, they, they made a deeper run in the playoffs than I think most people expected last year. And so it, it's, it's interesting. It, the coaching carousel is definitely interesting. Uh, I like what Indy did hiring uh, McCullough from after Minnesota United dropped the intern tag, and, and he left there. Uh, he left there just about a week ago, I think. So no, he was the interim. Yeah, he yeah left that's right. And for that's right. for further opportunities, and I yeah. made a joke with uh, Brian Cook, who, who does a, a great job covering uh, Indy Eleven, and I was like, future, you know, future Indy coach question mark. And uh, so I kind of semi called that one, I guess. Good job. Uh, but um, just just to me, it's it's it, my only so. For the coaches, I'm happy for them um, to be able to step up, just like with the players. You know, anytime we get a player that goes over to Europe or go up to MLS, mm -hmm. generally speaking, uh, we're happy about it. Unless his name is Diego Luna, and then I'm not. Well, I don't think El Paso got enough uh, for Diego Luna. Apparently not. That's that's a whole separate discussion. Um, and my issue is Diego Luna is on U.S. Men's National Team. He will be at Toyota Field. What happens if he scores? Uh, 
I you boo. Yeah. I don't I don't care. You boo. <laughs> he is representing the country. So <laughs> you uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a a woo boo woo. I think you gotta go back and forth. Yeah, it's it's that, that if, one's if long. You're, if you're wearing a United States men's soccer kit or shirt, you point to that and cheer, and then you point at him and boo, and then you point to that and cheer, and then you point to him and boo. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, Luna Luna got her uh, call up to the U.S. men's national team. Uh, he's actually excelling. I know I know we all kind of dog him because he was with El Paso, and, and but you got to give it to the kid. He's 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 had a pretty successful you know. Uh, Tour uh, up with Real Salt Lake, and, and he, he's represented he, the league well. Uh, you know, just just to be fair to him, he definitely has. He's 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 had a ton of success, and he's seen a lot of puppies die. So, um, I don't know if Harry's in on that joke, Earl, but uh, he, I yeah, it's so, the same. It's so the joke. He, behind, I'm poor. The story I'm poor. behind that one. We don't need to tell the story is, again. He can go back and look at I, past things. It's it's been a long time ago. All I know is Diego Luna was an eighteen year old kid who had fucking tattoos on his hands and tattoos up his arm. Tattoos. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But he also looked like a forty year old mobster. A man child, yes. That sold that sold puppy intestines (laughs) to black market (laughs) slaves, like. Uh, yes, he definitely does not look like his age. I will, we'll, we'll just leave it at that here. Um, but to, this is, to me, this is when we need this is when we need to come in with the obligatory Earl's comments. <laughs> do not represent Somos Mas as a whole, or the greater Albuquerque area, or Santa Fe area. Um, Harry, what was the reaction yeah, to, to the SAS season? Uh, uh, Seth, the uh, quarterbacking uh, from you know from the back room here. What was the reaction to the SAFC season? Uh, meet exceeded, fell short of expectation. Biggest miss and biggest hit of the season. Um, We're not looking uh, back at last season. We're looking ahead. This is January ninth. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's a new year, a new but, but it was a disappointing end. Um, and the fact you know, just a c- quick recap. I think San Antonio had nine draws at home. If they would have converted three of those, they would have been first in the West and possibly, you know, you know, possibly had a chance, a better chance at repeating. But to me, you know, the the draws at home and then you know the the drama goalkeeper benching far, bringing in an MLS goalkeeper on loan who had talent. Don't get me wrong, but it just it just that it just messed up. And then you know, of course. You guys have your uh, El Paso uh, player movement. Um, I guess our biggest move is we traded Justin Dillon to uh, El Paso and we got back uh, Lucho Solanag, which is kind of interesting because Lucho, we have a love-hate relationship. When he was with San Antonio, he was awesome, awesome, but when he was with El Paso, uh, he instigated a lot of uh, stuff that led to some red cards uh, in in matches. So we'll we'll just leave Mm -hmm. it at that. So. Uh, he's back with the, with the good guys. Uh, he was with us when we had the checkered kit, so maybe that's a sign we'll get our checkers back because uh, that is the best kit in San Antonio history, in my opinion. And I, don't even I really like the white discussion. Fiesta ones, but that's just me. Yeah. So, but uh, for San Antonio, uh, you know, got knocked out. What second round? 
Um, repeating's hard, and I think Phoenix is going to see uh, see that, and especially losing their coach, uh, Juan Guerrero. I think it's going to make that a little bit more difficult uh, for that here because you get everybody's best chance. But just how, how San Antonio didn't close at home, and, um, of course, all of us are uh, – you know, better coaches, uh, you know, doing podcasts than our current coaches and felt mm -hmm. that uh, Marcina did not make enough uh, adjustments. And um, he took mentality monsters into a joke uh, towards the end, just because how the team would give up leads or so. It was disappointing, but uh, we are in a new year, Seth. So maybe you can get with the calendar. It's nine days into 2024. <laughs> uh, you've got, a, you know, a, as a neutral, a, a pretty decent team shaping up on paper. Um, you got a new stadium coming, so there's a lot to look forward to, not look back, Seth. Come on. Agreed. Agreed. In, in defense uh, of Seth, and I, I oh, here this we go. also is going to sound like vomit coming out, um, he has been down with whatever got in his throat and died in there and didn't want to come out. <laughs> um, so his calendar is still probably 2023. Maybe. Just putting that out there. So do we want to talk some runners, uh, and not San Antonio runners, but uh, New Mexico runners of the Indoor Soccer League? Uh, we do. I want, to touch base. League, I want to touch base on a couple of transactions that I've seen okay. recently okay. around the league. Um, one I just saw today, San Guido was transferred from Monterey Bay to Luce City. Um, San Guido is an Albuquerque native, um, somebody that we've wanted here. Um, Pretty much every time an offseason comes up that he's available, we've clamored for him. He's now transferring over to, to Loose City. That was um, the bigger of the ones that I've seen recently. We still had, uh, you know, we had um, Nicholas Murray's free agent list. I don't Did you guys get a chance to read that? Yes. They had some interesting names on there. Some names that I forgot, uh, honestly, were, were still available. So, you know, Trejo's still out there. Um, Rumor is he's wanting to go overseas, though, is what I heard. Um, I mean, that very well could be, and I don't blame him uh, if that's what he wants to work on. But uh, just some names, some bigger names that are still out there. So if you haven't read that, take a look at that. And um, you know, we're at the the fifty eight minute mark, so we'll we'll talk a little bit of runners here real quick, and then we'll we'll finish with our parting thoughts and and uh, call it a week. Hopefully, we'll get some more New Mexico United news in the next. A uh, couple weeks, we can come back with you and hit you with that. But um, on to runners. We have Andres Trujillo in the chat. Uh, we had Coach Steve in the chat earlier. Um, a little bit of a tough start for the runners through two games, uh, two losses, um, one to El Paso, one to Amarillo. Uh, but I, I believe we started off pretty rough last season, if I remember correctly, and we, and we kind of found our form at some point. So... Um, Earl, are you going to make it to any of these matches? Have you you looked at any of these matches already? Anything like that? Earl, you're on mute. Earl, you're on mute. Yeah, so I plan on making a couple of them. Thanks, Harry, by the way. Um, we wanted to go to the first one. Obviously, the snowstorm decided otherwise. We wanted to go to this past one. Obviously, the snowstorm decided otherwise. Um, so if the snowstorm can decide not to freaking snow, or if the sky can decide to stay dry for a couple hours, then yeah, we'll be good. Um, 
But until then, I mean, it's very foreseeable. Um, I, like I've told Andres, I really need to get out there. Um, thanks, Andres. I appreciate you saving my media creds for us over here. Um, the thing about it, though, is as a lot of you know, I moved away from Moyardi. And I now live about two hours away from Albuquerque. So those trips to Albuquerque are few and far between. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to make excuses about it. I do plan on making a couple out there. Um, so just the notes that have been given to me, um, like like Jacob said, um, rough start to the season, 0-2. Two close matches, though. Uh, the first one to El Paso, who are new to the league, 13-8. to and then Amarillo Bombers, 14-10. to 10. Um, Jaime Rodriguez is a bright spot on the season. He has six goals and one assist. Um, the one who's not having a bright spot, though, right now is Nate Yeager, who is only stopping 55% of his goals. Um, so hopefully he can get that turned around. The next home match is on the 13th. The, it's against the Bandits. They haven't won a match yet. They're 0-3, and they're giving up 17 goals. So well, they have a 17-goal differential. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully played, we can find played, our, our group against them. Sorry, Harry. They, they played Wichita twice, lost 14-5 and 11-5. Uh, did play Amarillo and lost 10-8 uh, to to there. So, um you know, for New Mexico, you know, obviously they you know, lost to Amar uh, Amarillo fourteen to ten, and then lost to uh, El Paso thirteen to eight. So it should be an interesting match, you know, for the runners. Uh, like I, said, I have a feeling this is one that they're hoping that they can get their uh, first first victory of the season on, and then they get a, a rematch, I believe, with El Paso and, and the follow up. Uh, and follow -up. I do need to correct myself. Um, Andres did comment and say that the next home match is January 28th and not the 13th, like I had said. Yeah, the 13th is where they play at, uh, at, at in Kansas, and then the 20th, uh, they play at uh, uh Amarillo. No, Amarillo, oh. uh, pardon me, Amarillo bump. I think I said that wrong. They play Amarillo, um, on the 20th, uh, before they come back home on the 28th and play, uh, uh Kansas Bandits. So yeah, hopefully we can get out there on the 28th. I might try um, to get out there as well. It's I might try to get to Amarillo too. Uh, it's it's the same distance from here to Albuquerque as it is from here to Amarillo. So um, wanted to go out and see a road match as well at some point. So we'll have to see what goes on there. Hopefully we can get back on the right track against Kansas City. Is it Kansas City? Just no, I think it's Wichita. Huh? It's yeah, um, uh, no, it's Can. Oh, no, it's Kansas. Now, uh, the advantage for both of you, it's a three o'clock game, a three o five game on the twenty eighth uh, for that here. So you'd have the opportunity to go in. I know Earl, you mentioned it's a couple hour drive. Go for the game and still get home, you know, at a reasonable hour, seven eight o'clock, depending on if you're stopping for dinner. That's not what I do, Harry, because I work Saturdays. So <laughs> it's it's nicer when it's it's like a seven o'clock game, like United. And then, yeah, I don't get home until one o'clock in the morning, and I usually work on Sundays. But that's the price you pay to be a true fan. So, um, Dodge City. Okay, we play by. Cool. Um, but they it's are a fascinating league. Wichita, so. 
Yeah, I see that. Fascinating league. Um, I, I, I want to dig more into it. I just, just trying to find time is tough. So, uh, but Andres has been great to us. I really appreciate you. Um, he's, he's been awesome for us, uh, all these years that they've been over there, uh, playing in Rio Rancho. And so got to get out there and support them. Uh, for those of you in the Albuquerque metro area where it's a little bit easier, uh, definitely go. Uh, I've heard the matches are a blast. I've seen clips of home matches. The action on the field's amazing. Uh, definitely get out and get over and see those. Seth says, tough match on Saturday. I was watching from home. Third quarter was a great run. So, yeah, they're, they're fun times. Um, I forget that I can watch from home too. So Seth, next time, shoot me a text. Say, hey, there's a runner's game on and shoot me the link and then I can watch it. Um, but with that, guys, I don't think we have a whole lot left. Uh, any parting words from either of you two? Uh, I got parting words. Uh, San Antonio travels to New Mexico. I think it's what, Memorial Day weekend, if memory serves me right. Um, well, so why I, is it always on a holiday? Damn it. Sorry. Uh, I don't know, but for us, it's a good thing because I think there's a, a, some of us that are planning on making another trip over um, that you know that does the SAFC fan, uh, fan cast here and, and some of the supporters groups. I think we're going to try to see. I think last time we had, what, seven or eight of us uh, yeah. that came over. Um, I think we're going to try to see if we can do that again together uh, for that here, uh, which, uh, you know, so I'm kind of excited about going back to New Mexico, at, you know, Third year in a row uh, for that here. So uh, hopefully, uh, I think it is. Uh, I think it is Memorial Day weekend uh, that we, you know uh, we'll be visiting New Mexico, and hopefully for the last year in the uh, baseball field, or is it two years that you guys have before you probably probably be two years, but one can hope. One can hope. That's great. I I love that you're coming out. Um, you know, last this past year I was in the academy. Uh, couldn't get over to see you, but um, I'll do my best this year. Holiday weekends are tough. Working at a, a lake at a state park. Uh, it's, it's our it's our it's our busiest busiest especially, three weekends of the month. So or of the year, especially Memorial Day weekend, and it is Saturday, uh, May May twenty fifth. So awesome. Uh, we may we may not be able to make it, but and then I don't think you guys come to us until June 29th, um, which is also we do not. Saturday. Yeah, we do not. Which we no midweek games, as Seth said. Um, I will be out there in March, though, not for a United game, but just for uh, spring break. Uh, so we'll have to get a meet up there. I know San Antonio is actually out of the out of town that week too. Otherwise, I'd yes. I was going to go to one of those matches. Austin FC is in town. Um, thought about making the drive up there, but we have not put anything in concrete uh, as far as the family goes. So um, we'll definitely have to meet up then uh, if we can't get together, if you come to town for the United match. But the season's coming on quick, man. It's, it's you know, right around the corner. Earl, you got anything else for us? I don't have anything. Um just the breaking news I gave to you guys earlier. Um, Seth, yeah, congratulations sorry again. To, sorry, you're the last person to know. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything. Really don't. 
All righty. Well, again, pretty big news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty good size news. Um, I, I can't wait to see you as a dad of a baby. That's going to be weird uh, since you're still a baby yourself. Um, but I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for Marlena. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's good times. It's good times, uh, to see your growth, uh, as a human being from when we first met in year one to now, uh, I do like on a, on a very real note, uh, makes me very happy. So, um, couldn't be prouder of you. Couldn't be prouder of you to get that, uh, other state job, even though, um, stuff's not finished on my end that you needed to take care of before you left in there. That's a we'll topic. Wait. You didn't we'll call wait. me. You didn't call. We'll we'll talk about it off air. But yeah. um, still proud of you and, uh, and and very happy for you and and Marlena there. So uh, for those of you that that didn't hear um, the the news at the beginning of the thing, uh, Earl is going to be uh, a father uh, times two now. He's he's got a a, a stepchild there, but he, him and him and Marlena are expecting and and. Uh, Hopefully in, in eight months, we've got a, a brand new healthy baby to show off as well. And well, Seth, guys? To, um, hmm? hold on, Seth, on my defense, um, you were the one to cancel podcast last week. <laughs> Technically, Damn! I did. Technically, I did because I completely forgot. He said we could do it. And I thought about it. And then I was playing basketball and completely forgot. So, um I'll take half the blame on that one as well. So. <laughs> but uh, Harry, as always, thanks for stepping in. Love having you on the pod. It's great to have a non-biased look at signings and how the season's going or how the roster's shaping up, stuff like that, and the many times that you've come on. So really appreciate that. Um, Earl, as always, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for stepping in for me while I was gone as well. You know, we've we've done a couple podcasts since then. You were not on the last one, so I didn't get to thank you in person, but appreciate what you did while I was gone holding on the fort. Um Seth in the chat. I hope you feel better, buddy. Hope you get your voice back. Um I don't. There's some some off-color comments that I could make uh about things that you could stop doing that might help your voice. Uh but I'm not gonna go there. I, I okay. do have a question here for you, though. So why isn't Seth running the show? He doesn't need a voice. He could have been in the background, but he could have been the one that no, was we're good without the him. chats and we're, stuff. And we're, we're good without him. I'm, j- I'm just saying. Don't he had give to make, him any stupid-ass ideas. I mean. He had to make <laughs> Jacob do three jobs, and <laughs> Seth's okay. over here doing the cheerleading and, and, and instigating <laughs> trouble. I'm just What's saying. That? Seth does those three jobs 90% of the time. So I'll give him uh, a chance to sit back and, and just comment. I mean, I think out of however many episodes we've done, he's missed maybe, I think this might be like his second or third that he's 99.9% missed. 99.9% so, in, in him, yes. Yeah. So, you know, I was just out for four months, so I can't really speak. Um, Earl's here most of the time in person. Um, Earl's whether he's here. Earl has stepped up. So I'll that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I, I, I'm annoyed that it took me having to be absent for four months for him to actually pick up his game. But I'm happy he found it. At least was it you or was it him losing Team Earl and Robert? Because if you notice, hey, Robert's MIA where has he been? Again. 
I grew up, so he grew out. So, <laughs> the, the love affair is over, man. I guess so. I thought I thought we would have him here the whole time. Also, last podcast, um, I was talking about the the Rhode Island FC podcast that's coming up, the Raising Anchors. Uh, I didn't do my homework um, and wasn't sure if they had put podcast or episodes out and stuff. There are a lot of podcasts in actually. Uh, they're like 30 or 40 or something like that in. So uh, I apologize to them. I have since gone in and listened to several episodes uh, again. Love what Rhode Island is doing and think that uh, they're, they're, San, they're San Diego East. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of is. But I like I liked what San Diego did, too. So um think that I they're would, I, would, I would say a non-family word, kind of how you guys talk about El Paso. Uh, that's how I feel about you can't go for it. Go for it. Uh, I, I won't. I never. Earl's expecting. I can't. I can't ruin his child's ears already, man. <laughs> hey, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. On your defense, my child is in bed right now. Mine are too. So my unborn child. Yeah, but but I I just like what they're doing. I like I like the color scheme. I like the the crest. I like the uniforms. The fan base seems like it's actually going to be. Like, because to me, like you can have an annoying fan base looking at Phoenix and and Detroit City and everything like that. But if you have a passionate fan base, I think that's good for the USL and everything as a whole. So whether Rhode Island fans are going to be annoying or awesome, I don't know yet. But the fact that they have fans um, is really cool to me. And and it seems like even before the first match is going to kick off, they're going to have a pretty solid fan base there. Um, And that's exciting to me. So. Uh, I just wanted to shout out uh, Raising Anchors over there and, and tell them uh, apologize for my uh, lack of homework uh, last week or last time we had the pod and and move on from there. You can just say Earl affected you uh, for that episode. Sure. Yeah. He he didn't show up at the last minute, uh, threw me off. So and honestly, I didn't know that there was a podcast until just like two days before we did our podcast. Uh, where me and and the guy, one of the guys, were going back and forth on social media, and so just didn't have a lot of time between when I found out they were a podcast to when we were recorded last. So since then, I've had some time. I've looked into it a little more, and and I just want to apologize. But with that, guys, I think we'll get out of here. We'll be back in probably two weeks. Um, me and Earl, at least. Harry is welcome to join all the time. Seth, uh, if he stops doing certain things and gets his voice back, then uh, then maybe he'll be back. Um, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks, hopefully with a slew of new signings, maybe a preseason schedule. Um, if a lot of news breaks between now and next week, maybe we'll bump it up and go next week. It just depends on how New Mexico United wants to release some some roster news and, and whatnot, maybe see what happens there. But um, excited for for the next few months, we're getting close. You know, it's like we talked about, it's already January 9th. We're in 2024 already. Uh, just have a few more weeks until preseason kicks off. And then about a month after that, we'll have uh, the first matches. So, Harry, you got anything else for me? Yeah. So you unmuted days. over there. It's 60 days. 60 days. Se- season starts March 9th and yep, 29th. That's so true. it might be actually, yeah, Less 60 than days, that. 30, 31 yeah. and 29 is, yeah, 60 days. Yeah, so 
So there we go, 60 days, and then we'll be at the lab. Uh, well, me and Earl will be at the lab cheering on New Mexico United exactly five years to the day uh, from our first match ever, um, which is crazy to think that that's uh, where we're at now. But it is. So with that, guys, if you all got nothing else, then we're going to close it out. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, keep uh, an eye on social media in case we move that up. But other than that, um, January, I'm not going to do math right now. Uh, January something. We'll be back. And until then, somos nidos. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.